Can you please speak a short video about why it is important when, for men to cover their heads, to wear yarmulkes? This is a question actually from my mother. Um, I have a yarmulke obsession. Just ask my students. And I've had it my entire adult life. I've had it when I first started teaching. I have a student who unfortunately passed away in a car accident. And when their family was sitting shiva and they were having a shleishim and then of course a yard site and I participated, members of his family, his brothers would say that he wore a very, very large yarmulke. He didn't want his yarmulke to fall off his head. And I, I felt that on some level that was my influence because I have a, a yarmulke obsession. The reason I have a yarmulke obsession is in the very word yarmulke. Yarmulke means Yerei Malka, fear of God, fear of the king. In some communities they call Boikipa Tapar Akipa. Kipa means a, a dome. Uh, some people call it by other names. We call it a Yarmulke. Because the concept of the Yarmulke is that on top of our head is God. Or to quote the Apostle, Kshivisi Hashem, Lenegdi Summer, they place Hashem opposite me all the time. And it's represented by the Yarmulke. This means that no matter what, and no matter who, and no matter where, Hashem is hovering above us. And there needs to be something that we do physically, which is this piece of cloth or silk that is supposed to make us remember that Hashem is above us and curtail our actions. I said to my students many times that there's a part of me that says that all yarmulkes should be made of lead. You should feel the weight of the yarmulke. It should not be light and thin. It should be heavy and burdensome because what you're doing by wearing the yarmulke is saying, God is above me and I'm accountable to Him, I'm responsible to Him, and I care. I want to have that modus, I want to have that mastery, which is why I'm wearing the yarmulke on top of my head. Um, we live in America. We live in a society which is all about freedom. And it's one of the greatest gifts God gave us. It's the greatest gift God gave us. And it's an extraordinary opportunity, but it also involves extraordinary responsibility. And unfortunately, some of us, some of the time, abuse the gift of freedom to think of the lack of master as a permission to live without accountability and responsibility. And it's a very big mistake. The freedom is meant to give us the opportunity to choose for ourselves rather than be forced. But one of the symptoms of American freedom is a frivolousness, is a, a wildness, which I think is unique to Americans. The Rebbe Ayatz, the Fiyidike Rebbe, was asked by the Abzaman Gerari about the boys playing ball. Should he allow the boys in Yeshiva to play ball? And the previous Rebbe writes, of course, you have to allow them to play ball, but you have to supervise. Someone has to be there. And the reason is so they shouldn't scream with these hysterical sounds. He doesn't say they shouldn't fight. This is a uniquely American thing. This One of the symptoms of our freedom is expressing ourselves without any constraint. I can say whatever I want, I can scream as loud as I wish, I can act as silly as I want. It's one, it, there are symptoms of freedom. And in a way, that's beautiful. But it's not constructive, and it really isn't freedom. It doesn't give you the full opportunity that freedom brings. The full opportunity freedom brings is to take responsibility to be responsible, to be grown up, not to be wild and childish. And it's particularly true if you're a believer and have a relationship with Hashem. Freedom doesn't mean I can do whatever I want. I have, there's God above me and I'm accountable to Him. 
and especially in a society like ours, where people have this, this sense, at least some of the people, some of the children, of being tzivildivet, of being very wild, the yarmulke becomes uniquely important, distinctly important, especially important, because it's reminiscent of the fact that I cannot do whatever I want. I'm an American, and I have freedom, but I'm not like other Americans, because I have a God. Every American has a God, but I have a God that's not just up in the heavens, he's imminent, he's in my life, and I have to behave as if I'm in his presence. And accordingly, my freedom doesn't have an uncontrollable frivolousness about it. This is why a yarmulke, especially in this country, is particularly important. And historically, even though a yarmulke is only a custom, and in some cultures you didn't, didn't wear yarmulkes, except when they said braches and and so forth, the Jewish people have paid a very high price. First of all, there are several stories in the Gemara that speak about the benefits of a yarmulke. One is that Abhuni Rabbi Yeshua boasted that he never went for Amish without a yarmulke in times of the Shas. And the reason he gave is because the Shekhinah is on top of my head, how am I not going to wear a yarmulke? And then, of course, we know that there's the Tanya, which is based on the Zoyar, that says uh, that the person should not for, walk for Amish without Kisi Arosh. And it brings the idea because the Shekhinah is on top of a person's head. And then you have the Hemshech to that, Veshem and Arosh Chalayachsir. Since the Shekhinah is on top of a person's head, you have to have the few, which are the Mitzvahs and Maisim Tevim, to keep the Shekhinah there. But you have a source in the Gemara and in the Zayar for wearing a yarmulke that's not about fear of heaven, but because of the sense of heaven on top of your head. And then there's the Gemara about Rab Nachman. I remember the Rebbe talking about this Gemara. And Rab Nachman was one of the greatest Amiroim. And Rab Nachman's mother saw or heard from Achayzeh Bekechovim that his mazel gave him a tendency towards theft, towards thievery. So from a very, very young age, he kept his head covered. And then later, as an adult, his yarmulke once fell off, and he suddenly found himself desiring to steal. As an adult, as a godel. And he understood why his mother was so particular that he should wear a yarmulke. So the yarmulke was a shmirah. The yarmulke is Hashem is on my head. And it absolutely is there to diminish our sense of frivolous freiheit. We always tell my students the same story. And there's the famous story with the Slavita brothers, whose last name was Shapiro. And they were accused of a crime which they had not committed. And they were tried, and they were charged, and they were found guilty, and they were punished. And part of their punishment was they had to run through a row of soldiers. There were two soldiers that were standing, let's say, two paces apart, let's say two yards apart, or something like that. Each shoulder was holding a rifle with a bayonet. I mean, a sword, at the end. And they had to run through a gauntlet, depending on how severe the crime was. Five pairs of soldiers, 10 pairs of soldiers, 15 pairs of soldiers. And as you ran by, the soldier could do whatever he wished. And if you stopped, you were chopped meat. And one of the two Slavita brothers running through such a gauntlet, and his yarmulke fell down, and he bent down and he picked it up. He literally took his life in his hand. He was prepared to lose his life, not to be for one moment without a yarmulke, because the yarmulke means God. And I think it's very important for young people to appreciate how meaningful and important keeping a yarmulke on your head always is. When you go on a roller coaster, don't take it off. Put pins in your hair, do whatever you need to do. When you're playing ball, don't take it off. And certainly don't take it off because you want to see if it's dusty or not. We have to be very earnest about the yarmulke because of what the yarmulke symbolizes. And finally, 
In halacha, it's brought that nowadays a yarmulke is Indian of Tznias. Somebody asked me, one of the questions that I was asked is, is there such a thing as Tznias for men? And there, evidently there is because it's mentioned in halacha. Tznias has a certain aspect of, of, of rolling. As the culture changes, the Tznias changes. And the Altarebbe writes that since nowadays everybody wears a yarmulke, so wearing a yarmulke is no longer just he can something that you do when you dive in or when you learn or what have you but rather the yarmulke you wear all the time but taking off your yarmulke is considered a lack of tzniyas and this of course is the basis for why some people when they do a davish she will put on a second yarmulke when they daven when they bench or say a bracha because since the first yarmulke they wore all day long it doesn't have that unique property of putting on a yarmulke to make a bracha, putting on a hat to make a bracha, so you put on a second one.